radio high five with the explosion. Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis. Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. Scoop and poop with your favorite hosts, Giuseppe. That's pretty terrible right there. And Turtle. Yeah, I'm going to take myself. I will never go against myself. With producer Tony. I will kill a man to improve my status. Y'all use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. It's already a shitty podcast, like 10 minutes into it. I would not listen to this. You're lacking professionalism on the microphone. Hey, fellas. I love the podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Week 7 Recap Show, Fantasy Football Scoop and... Poop. That was a good poop. That was a good, solid, audible poop. It felt pretty good, actually. Good. It felt good afterwards, yeah. Well, uh... I am your host, Tony. Joining me always is Turtle. Turtle, how you doing today? Man, the fucking prime time sucks. Wow, that's a little aggressive coming right off the bat. Uh, did coming you watch any- hot, Turtle. Yeah, did you watch any football today tur- or this week, Turtle? Man, the fucking prime time sucks. Wow, Turtle's, uh, he's really giving it to you, prime time. Wow, what did I do to him, man? Man, the fucking prime time sucks. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Turtle's on a bye week. He's uh, not able to join us this week. I have my uh, my trusty co-host, newly Florida man. We have primetime Brad Bishop. How you doing, Bishop? I'm doing very good, Tony and fellow Scoop and Poop listeners. I am very eager to get this week done and over with. <laughs> I, I never know what to call you. You have like 12 nicknames. Yeah, there's there's quite a few. Uh, my, my favorite is the one that Santino gave me, uh, Bitch Face. Bitch Face, yes. Yeah, I'm so we, very positive. We've about. got Bishop. We've got Bellwood Bishop. We've got uh, Brad Bishop. I believe you were at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we've got Prime Time. We've got Slime Time. We've got Bitch Face. Um, what am I missing here? Oh, there's probably loads more that I don't even know about. El Jesus de Negro. Uh, that's one you went by for a while. Yeah. Allegedly. I think I was, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, yeah, so I never know what to call you. I think I call you something different every week. So. I don't even notice, so. And I never call you by your real name. Like, I don't think I've, I've known you for over 20 years. I don't think I've ever called you by your real name. Yeah, my wife does not call me by my real name, too. It's kind of funny. She calls me Bishop. Is that right? That's hilarious. Yeah, even in front of, like, my family and stuff. Yeah, it's just what it is. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, it's week seven. Uh, we're halfway through the regular season for our league. And uh, I had a question for you and Turtle. Uh, Turtle, I'll ask you first. Um what time slot do you prefer to watch your main game, whether it be the Bears or the Vikings? 12 o'clock, 3 o'clock, or the late game? Turtle, you go first. Man, the fucking primetime sucks. Oh, oh, wow. That's, I think that's a little uncalled for, personally. Yep. That is not a time, Turtle. 
Yes. Uh, so, Bishop, I'll ask you next. Uh, what's, what's your preferred football watching time? Uh, it would definitely be the noon games. Uh, I, I cannot stay up for all, you know, eight, nine hours of football anymore. So uh, I'm wide awake for noon games and I'm half asleep by the three o'clock games. Yeah. Uh, I asked this because the Bears played at three o'clock last week and it totally ruined my Sunday. I am with you. I love the noon kicks. Um, the three o'clock is the absolute worst. It's right in the middle of the day. Like, and I, I usually got to do something on Sundays. I, the long go are the days are where I could just watch football for 12 straight hours. I just can't do that anymore. Uh, with, with things going on in the life. And now we got a dog that needs to go to the park every day. So yeah, uh, I want to get the bear. And usually the bears suck and it usually it's the worst part of my Sunday. So I want to get that over as soon as possible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Usually by the three o'clock games, I'm just footballed out, you know, like, uh, I can only watch so much and then it's like, okay, I don't need to see the more run plays for one yard. Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You just kind of get bored with it for a little bit. Then like the, the Sunday night games are a little bit more entertaining for me until I fall asleep at halftime again. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even later now for you. Cause you're on uh, East coast time. How's that going for you? Dude, it's terrible. Over here, the games kick off at 1. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm used to being up, like, very early on Sundays, like, you know, 6, 6.30. And I get all jazzed up for the games. And then I have to wait an extra hour, and it's it's not fun. Well, I know the past couple Sundays have not been fun, regardless of when the Bears play. But uh, hopefully they're at a noon kick this week. I think they are. They should be. All right, let's get yeah, into the matchups. Like I said, we're halfway home on the regular season. So let's start off with Matt's team. Uh, I think it was still not a Taylor, I want to say. Versus yeah, that sounds right. Worms, Team Taylor. And uh, this was kind of an upset. Worm comes through 94-76, to 76, getting his second victory of the season. Uh, he was unable to fuck up the quarterback play this week as uh, the Dallas Cowboys were on a bye. So he had Matt Stafford in his revenge game, and he delivered 26 points, three touchdowns. Uh, do you feel like he was uh, sticking it to the Lions a little bit at the end there? Uh, I kind of thought so, but that was like my game of the week, like the Detroit game. and. I've never wanted a team that was a non-Bears team to win so bad in my life and then the Lions that week. It was it was great with the uh fake punts and onside kicks and and I hate the Rams, so like anything that sticks it to them is great. Yeah, and like uh I gotta give it to the Lions. I, I am rooting for them to get one because like that team is still trying. Like they're 0-7. And uh, they don't care. Like, they're still trying out there, like, running fake punts. I think they ran two fake punts in that game. Did you watch that game? Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, they had yeah, two different fake punts, an onside kick. And, like, I think the first onside kick and the fake punt were, like, in the first quarter. It was it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had it on. Uh, I was just kind of monitoring it. I wasn't watching it very closely, but. Yeah, I'm with you. I was I was rooting for Detroit on that one. 
Um, Worm got some good plays out of uh, Kyle Pitts. Seven catches, 163 yards. Those are those are the numbers that everybody thought he was going to produce, and that's like two good weeks in a row for him. So uh, he might have. I think BDI cut him, didn't he? He probably drafted him very early because he's a tight end, and eventually he cut him. And Worm comes in and picks up the trash. And uh, you know what they say: one man's trash is another man's treasure. So definitely exactly. looking like a treasure, I would say. Oh, Matt, not a really great week. Uh, Miles Sanders, I think, got hurt, but he's also bad. So, uh, you know, if he's hurt, that gives you a reason to never play him again. Get rid of him. Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs, uh, I think we're going to talk about that a few times uh, this week. Um, only yeah. seven points. Um, they They didn't even score a touchdown against the Tennessee Titans who earlier this season couldn't stop a like they couldn't stop a draft with a blanket you know what i'm saying like they they were terrible <laughs> on defense early in the season and they just they just held the chiefs without a touchdown did you watch any of that game uh i had red zone on for a while and yeah that, I, I was wondering why the Kansas City wasn't in the red zone at all all day <laughs> uh yeah but that was a very awkward game like whenever they cut to it like I just I started to feel bad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if the league has figured out the Chiefs offense or like maybe it's the lack of running game or maybe Andy Reid's terrible decision making uh, has finally caught up to the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, I, I think they're just starting to figure out the Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. It seems like you get pressure in his face if you contain him prevent him from running he makes those stupid throws and normally his receivers will make him look good by catching him but it hasn't happened in a few weeks yeah I, I i'm interested to see them next week i think they play on sunday or monday night i think they're a primetime game and uh i want to see how they can fix this because it's been real bad i think the past couple weeks anyway let's go to the next matchup and we have giuseppe's the ted lasso way versus santino's chanel Yes, yes, yes. And we did it, Prime Time. Yes. Santino has slayed the giant. Uh, David versus Goliath. 77-point uh, victory to 63 for Santino. And he got this win with Patrick Mahomes scoring two fantasy points. Uh, we mentioned that there was no touchdown, so he didn't throw any. Uh, he had two two turnovers, but he still gets the victory. Amazing. I don't even know how that's even possible. Like, how Patrick Mahomes can put up two points and Santino still puts out a victory. And uh, Giuseppe's newly acquired Aaron Rodgers throws for three touchdowns and still loses is remarkable. Yeah, that's one of those things where, like, if I told you <laughs> – Patrick Mahomes score and Aaron Rodgers score before the game. You would, you would have think that Giuseppe just annihilates Santino because uh, Patrick Mahomes obviously is best player or is he because Jamar chase has done it again, 24 points, 200 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I mean, this guy has been unbelievable. One of the best rookie wide receivers I've seen in a very long time. 
And everybody was down on this guy except for Santino. And, uh, <laughs> you know. Number one stunner. He's the number one stunner this week and it for always in our hearts, Santino. Yeah, I, I remember reading a bunch of fantasy magazines and a lot of people were like very high on him, but they're like, and then I thought about drafting him and then like in preseason, he's like dropping everything in preseason. Yep. So everyone's like, stay away, stay away. <laughs> I should have listened to the magazine that was printed, you know, months in advance. Yeah, because we know Santino. That, that's that's how he gets his fantasy information. He, he <laughs> Exactly. Goes- while he's at the jewel restocking, he goes to uh you know the the magazine aisle and and finds <laughs> finds a magazine with Adrian Peterson on the cover. I'm sure. And I uh, think that magazine also told him to draft Jeremy McNichols and start him every week. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but uh, uh, Giuseppe, I guess we let's talk about his team for a hot minute. He he did get a good game from newly acquired Aaron Rodgers, but um, Darnell Mooney had to be in his lineup because of injuries and bye weeks. And uh, Mark Andrews did nothing. Devontae Smith had an okay game, but nothing exciting. Uh, Derrick Henry threw a pass. Did you see that? Uh, yeah, I think I did. That was I think that was one of the first touchdowns of, the, of that game. Was uh, Yeah, it was like a handoff to the, uh, Henry, and then he jumps forward. Everyone tries to stop him, and he just pitches it over. And I think he almost threw it out of bounds. <laughs> it was pretty close. Yeah, I mean, when that guy gets the ball, everybody stops and tries to tackle him. So it's a it's a great fake play because yeah, yeah, that, nobody's going to expect him to throw a touchdown, and he did. But Giuseppe takes a takes one on the chin. Uh, yeah, hard week for you. Injuries, bye weeks, all kind of accumulated in in Santino's favor here. So let's go to the next matchup. And we got Pee-wee McLean, Cologne Rocks versus, uh, what were you, like 1-2 kick out or something like that? That That is correct, yes. Yeah. And uh, 112 to 86, a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Were you? Uh, I definitely did not cover, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turtle Turtle said he, he would spot, like, what was it, 35 points or something like that? Yeah, whatever that spread was. I, I thought he also said my deep my bench would beat his starters, with uh, ah, yes. the exception of a receiver too. <laughs> pick, pick a receiver, I believe is what's what's his exact words. Yeah, uh, but, uh, yeah. were you sweating at all? Uh, actually, I didn't look at the scores for like most of the noon games, and then I realized he had. Uh, when I did check, it was like third or fourth quarter of the noon games and. I realized he had the Tennessee stack and I was like, Oh no, because <laughs> I saw AJ Brown was killing it. And yep. I was like, Oh, I better check. And I'm pretty sure I was losing at that point, but uh, you know, I still had a lot of big guns left and Cooper cup kind of blew up at the end when the Rams were trying to put a hurting on the lions. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Cooper cup, yeah. 28 points, his second consecutive week scoring two touchdowns and Tom Brady with uh, you know, like we said, he loves to shit on the Bears. It seemed like the Buccaneers just like it seemed like they were the Globetrotters versus the Washington Generals. Like the the Bears had absolutely no shot. They were down like twenty one nothing in like the first five minutes of the game or something stupid like that. And uh, man, it, they were they were making an example out of the Bears defense. And I thought we would have put up a better effort with like Gronk hurt, Antonio Brown hurt. Uh, I thought our defense would have showed up to like stop the run, but 
None of those things happen. Yeah, the only thing that the Bears did right was something that nobody does on the Bucks, and that was run the football. Uh, Allen Robinson on Pee McLean's team, only two points, two catches for 16 yards. That's like, uh, I, I, I've seen a lot of fantasy pundits claim that Allen Robinson is droppable at this point, and I can't hmm. put up a good defense. You look at, I don't know, man. You look at his uh look at his points scored that his his next 10 point game will be his first. He's only caught one touchdown in the season and we're in week 8, mind you. So, and that was with uh, Andy Andy Dalton throwing him the ball when he caught that <laughs> touchdown in week 2. Yeah, that's true. So, Wee McLean, you put up a good fight, but uh the the, the three count was was just it wasn't uh strong enough, I guess. He couldn't kick out. That's right. All right, let's go to the next matchup. We have Mike's Lucky Lucianos versus Turtles and Avitsa's New Wave Hookers 5, which uh, is interesting. I That's got to be a porno. I, I wish I wish Primetime, I wish uh, Turtle was here to, to uh, explain that one to us. Uh, but, yeah, Mike takes care of Turtle, no problem. 30 points, 88 to 58. Mike beat him with a zero from his quarterback. Sam Darnold was hot garbage. Hottest of garbage against the Giants for some reason. He actually got benched in that game for uh, some other quarterback I've never heard of. But yeah, 144 yards passing and an interception, no points. Uh, He was bailed out by Mike Evans, who caught three touchdowns. And a hell of a pl- a hell of a pickup by uh, your guy, DeErnest Johnson. Seventeen points. I thought that people were going to bid on him, but there was no free agent bids for him. He was picked up in the the ten o'clock uh, free hours when it, when that rolls over on waiver day. Were you surprised uh, that nobody went in for this guy? And uh, he looked pretty damn good. Uh, yeah, I kind of was because uh, I knew Chubb was going to be out and and Hunt. So I know it was uh, Dearness Johnson and, and there was somebody else, uh, the other backup running back. And they were they were talking about who was going to end up being the starter. Uh-huh. So I think it it might have just been one of those we're not sure who to pick up, so stay away. <laughs> sure. Uh, but yeah, Mike uh, picked picked the right one <laughs> and uh, Ernest. Yeah, seventeen points and he had. What was it like? Twenty something care, twenty two carries, one hundred and forty six yards. Yeah, I mean, that's a grown ass man. De Ernest goes to the end zone. Is what happened. He scored a touchdown. <laughs> he looked great. Um, Turtles team. Uh, Mike Davis gets goose egg. Uh, four rushes for ten yards. He had to play Derek Carr. Only sixteen points. You know, the we mentioned the the chief struggles. So Daryl Williams got him nothing. Just DK Metcalf is the only good thing on his team right now. And uh, he had a huge touchdown. I think it was like an 80-yard touchdown. He had 13 points. But um, that was a bad week for Turtle. And uh, we'll go to the next matchup. And we have my COVID mania, Delta versus Micah's Legion of Zubaz. And I think I caught Micah on the right week. Uh, He had lots of injuries. He had to play two Rams running backs. And I get the victory, ninety-three to sixty-three. 
Um, I had to sweat a little bit during the 3 o'clock hour because of the uh, Arizona Cardinals quarterback. He was scoring touchdowns left and right. But I had uh, Debo Samuel in the tank, and he had another great game, 16 points. Uh, Debo Samuel is like number two or three wide receiver in scoring this season, which is, is just incredible to me. Yeah, he's been a very pleasant surprise. And uh, yeah, uh, Micah just, I mean, it's a bad week for him. He had, you know, Kareem Hunt injured, Ezekiel Elliott on a bye, uh, Deontay Johnson on a bye. So the bye, the Mageddon really, uh, really helped me out. It was, it, it worked out in my favor. I only had the Bills on a bye, and I was able to get a victory. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I was. It was pretty impressive because I think I picked you to lose because of the the Buffalo bye week thing, but I was clearly wrong on that one. I was very nervous uh, going into this game because I decided whether he was going to play or not. Uh, I was going to bench Antonio Gibson because I'm sick of these like five or six point games, and that's exactly what he did. He end, did end up playing. He got 14 rushes, but only five points. Instead, I went with Damian Harris, who uh, plays for the, the Patriots, but I knew that they were playing the Jets, and uh, he ended up coming through with two touchdowns. I don't know how long it's been since you've played a uh, had a Patriots running back on your team, but it's never like you're never confident that your guy is actually going to be the one that scores the touchdowns or plays at all because Belichick could like bench anybody at any moment. Yeah, I specifically stayed away from New England running backs for years. I think I had the last one I had was like a Rex Burkhead. Oh yeah, I don't know, two or three or four years ago maybe. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it's not a reliable start every week. Like you're literally just you use them for bye weeks. <laughs> yeah, I was I was rolling dice and I was crossing my fingers and it ended up working out. So I'll take that victory uh, and I'm still alive in the wild card race, which is most important. Go to the last matchup. We had Kowalski's Cracka Ass Crackas. I guess the brown thumb is over. I mean, he must have uh, washed his hands. <laughs> Versus BDI's Slobodan. And um, 97-64 victory for BDI. Gets his third win of the season. Uh, Kam- that Kamara trade uh, worked out for him this week. 25 points. Um just a, a huge game Monday night and Kowalski's crack ass crackers. They had a shot. They had, he had Jameis and he had Rashad Penny, but uh, Rashad Penny scored zero points. And that, that Seattle team, man, whew, that's a tough watch right now without Russell Wilson, without Chris Carson, their offense is just, they got Geno Smith playing quarterback. They scored 10 points in the whole game. And they were at home, mind you. Um, yeah. Man, the, how the mighty have fallen primetime. That's all it takes is that one dude. Like He's going to ask for a fat raise the next time his contract's up. And they're, they're going to have to pay him because what else do you have? Yeah, clearly he is uh, He is the, the glue that keeps that team going. That's for sure. Uh, BDI catches, uh, catches a good week for, for Kowalski. He did have a good game from Chris Godwin, I think he was my breakout player, 18 points and a touchdown. Uh, your guy, Tim Patrick, though, only uh, two mm. points. And uh, 
We'll hear that name again in the next show. Hint, hint. <laughs> yes. So BDI takes it home. Let's uh, talk about some money. <laughs> And quarterback, we have uh, this guy, uh, what is his name, uh, Tom uh, Brady, and he plays on your team? Straight cash, homie. I think he's an up-and-comer, that, that Brady. I, he's he's keepable, I'm just saying. <laughs> is he going to be 45 next year? <laughs> I have no idea. I, I think that's true. I think he's 44 years old, like this year. Wow. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, running back. Alvin Kamara for BDI. Straight cash, homie. So that trade worked out for him. He got a win, and he's getting ten dollars. I mean, like, that's worth it, right? Prime time. Yeah, one the first week it's worked out. Out of what seven weeks? Seven. Now? Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. And wide receiver Cooper Cup for Bishop's team again. Straight cash, Whoa. homie. Man, that guy has made you a lot of money this season. I think. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that guy right now. <laughs> Start of the week. And uh, I'm going to give this to Mike and uh, DeErnest Johnson. Uh, we mentioned that this guy could have been anybody's to claim. You could have paid $0 for a waiver claim for him. You could have picked him up for free after the, uh, the, the waiver wires opened, but nobody did, and it was Mike. And he got a great performance. He found himself a starting running back for a week in the season. That's 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 hard to do. So, GG. And we're gonna go on the same team here. Uh, Mike uh, is gonna claim both of these awards. Sam Darnold, we mentioned it, zero points and gets benched. And I mean, the Giants suck. And like. I, I couldn't figure out what was going on in that game. But uh, the, the the Panthers just, they look clueless. They, they look like they're terrible. And the, he's the dud of the week, in my opinion. One lucky zombie. We're going to give it to Santino. You need not look at the standings. Ah, <laughs> oh, Santino. I, I don't know if you uh, are paying attention much anymore, but uh, I, I actually texted him Thursday night, prime time, because uh, it, it came out that Jarvis Landry was actually going to play that that Thursday night last week. And I'm like, Santino, you need to get an active player in your lineup. Please insert Jarvis Landry, and he ended up doing it. Uh, so Santino... You are the lucky bastard. The worst fantasy football owner of the week. And it's Turtle. Oh, I can't believe he's not here this week. Mm. Uh, what did he score? 50? What is that what it was? It was a 50? It was a 50-something. 50-something. So, uh, Turtle, I know it was a rough week for, for the fucking savages. Uh, do you care to... Uh, you know, give some analysis. No, don't don't ask him. Don't ask him. No, you don't want to hear it. No, go ahead and ask him. Man, the fucking prime time sucks. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Man, that's the only turtle sound drop I have on my little soundboard. <laughs> so, like, it's a good one. It's it's, it's a good it's one. A great one. So, all right, that's gonna do it for the recap show. This has been the f- week seven fantasy football recap scoop and. Boop.
now available on iTunes. Also, email us at scoopandpoop at gmail.com.